Do you podcast and need high-quality audio, but maybe haven't found that recording solution that really works for you? If you will, give Riverside.fm a try. Riverside is made for anyone who would like to record quality audio and or video from anywhere. I've used it hundreds of times, and I love how it records to the cloud and to my hard drive for you and your guest, and I don't have to fiddle around with the audio afterward. And because you listen to this old marketing, just go to Riverside.fm and use code Joe30, J-O-E-30, for a 30% discount off any Riverside membership plan. 30, baby. Give it a try today. And now for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Hello, my friends. This is Robert Rose, and welcome to episode number 356 of This Old Marketing for December 29th, 2022, the Happy New Year prediction episode. And with me, as always, my good friend, my colleague, and well, let's just say when I asked ChatGPT what his favorite color was, it responded, and I quote, Joe Polizzi has not stated his favorite color publicly, but based on his home decor and wardrobe choices, his favorite color appears to be blue. As Luke Skywalker said, every word of what you just said was wrong. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I like it said it with such confidence that your Is that favorite a real color thing? was blue. That's a real thing. I that's a quote from ChatGPT when oh I said, "What is God. Joe Polizzi's favorite color?" That is hilarious. I even yeah. put that my favorite color. It's in my bio. I know. I know. And which, by the way, it got uh, exceedingly right. When I said, who is Joe Polizzi? It said uh, author uh, and founder of the Content Marketing Institute uh, and something else that was, uh, you know, works with businesses on transformation and content marketing or something like that. It was, it was quite accurate. But then I said, I followed it up with, well, what is Joe Polizzi's favorite color? And it literally spat that out oh my gosh that's crazy yeah it's funny because yeah. I, I have been tinkering around with it and i i did i asked you know of course just like you google yourself i did the same thing on chat yeah. gpt and it got everything right except it's it said that i started in the newspaper business i'm like where did that okay. come from it's funny yeah. how some of these things like i don't even <laughs> okay started in the newspaper business i don't know it looked like a magazine business but whatever um, Mine at one point said I was an expert in inbound marketing, which I thought was funny. Oh, well, yeah. And you used to work at HubSpot as well, probably, yeah. too. Yeah, I, I think it actually did say that or something like that. It, it associated with me with, with, uh, with HubSpot or, or something. Do you, know, was, do you know who Shell Israel is? Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. You don't have to say anything. But yeah. I, I follow Shell on Facebook, and uh, Shell's been having problems because – chat gpt knows his social security number no it doesn't no it doesn't that's what he says it, it does it absolutely does not it 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 it, it does not so he so he's this wrong is, this is he's or trolling one of the two really yes uh yes and by the way today's update showed exactly that oh okay he was that that he was he was he was wrong oh, okay yes. so he had so he there's had not that's not his, that's fake news no that's what i he get had, for reading he had headlines. Put his that's right he 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 had put his or i don't know i, I don't want to i don't want to make any conclusions about because i haven't spoken with him i haven't seen anything but all i know is is that he had put his somehow I'm going to say the easiest answer, simplest answer is the right one, but somehow his social security number was put in as his name, his organization's name. When you register, when you register for OpenAI for an account, you have to put in your name and then uh, your organization's name, whether it's a company or whatever. His social security and the your organization's name is what appears in the upper right hand corner of your account ID okay. to know that you're logged in, basically. Yeah. And that's where his social security number was appearing. Everybody or eight out of 10 of the comments were suggesting as such. And God, he either wasn't hearing it or whatever. But anyway, okay, very, very good. Seems to be seems to be all rectified. We'll just leave that there. What my 
um, I thought was interesting. I don't know if I told you this. Maybe I did. But I was typing in ideas for new thriller books. Did I tell you this? I was just like, oh. Yeah. So basically, oh, I was just like, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm typing in, uh, there's, there's a marketing agency person. They're in a small town. And this happens. Write the plot. And it's good. Like, it's really, really good stuff out of it. Now, some of it's not yeah. great. But but if you're yeah. if you're looking for a starter idea and things like that, if you're a writer, it's not horrible to get you brainstorming. It's a good brainstorming no, tool. No, I, I, I here's what I found, and this is something that was interesting because um, uh, Josh Burnoff, who we both sure know, yeah, and, Josh is and, great, and like very much. Josh is a wonderful guy. Um, he's a writer, and uh, he said, and and I fully 100 percent agree with this. He said the titles for books that he was having the chat GPT come up with were not that great, not, not very clever and, and, and all of that. But the subtitles were, the subtitles were actually very, very helpful. And that goes to my theory, which is what I wrote in my piece about chat GPT, which is chat GPT is really good at plot. It's a, it's really good at telling you what happened or describing what sure. happened, but it's not very good at telling you why or creative, bringing creative ideas together in a unique way. So it's, yeah. Yeah, sub, subtitles I think are great. I, I've gotten some great subtitles for uh, white papers out of ChatGPT. That's great. Yeah, that's, I, I haven't used it for titling purposes, but I'll definitely have to try that out and see because of course it's nice because it just puts words it puts words together in a way that you hadn't thought of before and i think that's a great usage use case for it but i'm sure we'll we may we may talk about this stuff in the episode so i don't want to jump ahead too far but do you want to talk at all about our horrible 22 predictions uh Uh, i do I do, I do. Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, we had, it looks like we had four each. We did. Uh, from last year. Um, I have gone through them and given myself a grade, but I'm wondering if you have gone through yours and given yourself a grade. I gave you a grade. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, we'll thank you for, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be making it out of eighth grade uh, if, it yeah. was, if it was your grading yeah. system. Thank you so much for that, by the way. Uh, of course. <laughs> the pred- of course. <laughs> what I've learned is I am terrible at predictions, at least in a time-bound <laughs> time fashion. Um, we're not as bad as Scott Galloway, but we're close. We're, 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 we're close. pretty, pretty yeah. darn close. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a couple of them. I, I did predict that, that Meta would would develop a closed crypto community. Uh, it seems like yeah. they've gone the other way. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Moving com- yeah. Like completely the other way with that yeah. one. They're, they're moving. Um, they may even change their name back to Facebook. Who knows? As they yeah. uh, distance themselves as much from the metaverse, which is so crazy. That wasn't that long ago. And no, it was going last the other year that we were... Because, oh my gosh, the, the buzz around the metaverse oh, going just, last year was just... So high. I mean, it was it was it was it was last year's Chat GPT, right? Yes. I mean, we were all in a everything frenzy was metaverse. around the metaverse and web, metaverse, web metaverse, three. Web three, metaverse. Yeah. And then the other one that I had was social tokens go big in twenty twenty two. You gave me an <laughs> F for this. Yeah, I'm you're, prob- have to say, <laughs> you're yeah. probably right, but yeah. I have to say that uh, there's still a lot of potential there. So don't. There is. It just doesn't happen to be at all alive at the moment. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody. And, and I think, I mean, you and I had a really good learning about this because you and I talk about rented land all the time and we built our social token programs on Rally.io. And by the way, Rally.io is still going, but it has made a lot of decisions that have inhibited creators from using the platform. And a lot of those creators left and yeah. stopped using it. So again, my learning there was if you're going to do a social token or a tokenization program of any kind, make sure that you control the contract everything as part yeah. of that. And then my other stuff was around acquisitions. And, um, you know, there were some, um, but not a, not a great amount of acquisitions. I was actually quite disappointed with the, you know, and, and of course, I can't remember. I think it's the last three content marketing worlds I've been talking about. Hey, marketers, you have to learn about acquisition and acquiring content brands. And I, I think nobody's listening. It's, it's not happening. It's I, I, yeah. a little. I mean, we talked about last last episode. We talked about restoration hardware, you know, purchasing the little media company and doing that. But we did. Yeah. Uh, it's either not being publicized enough where we can cover these things or. 
uh, we're we're seeing a little bit of a down market in that, but I've, I'm going to talk about that later, anyways. So, I think it was an interesting uh, acquisition year uh, overall. That, and I think a lot of that had to do with inflation. Uh, everybody was really concerned about inflation this year, which we did not forecast. Um, it, it, you know, at the at the uh, end of which we should have one, which we, we should, should have. have, we should have known absolutely with the, with the number yep. of money with the amount of money printing going on that we were going to see worldwide inflation. Yeah. So, and I think that, I think that took over any ideas of major acquisitions happening. Um, certainly those, I mean, the ones that did happen in the previous year were spent trying to figure out how to get rid of debt. I mean, it was all about how to get rid of debt this year. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the way that people were valuing, companies from a stock perspective it's changed from right. growth to value and yep. everybody's looking at them it happens it's it's cyclical it happens all the time where you know it'll go back to growth in a couple of years but right now everybody's looking at balance sheets and cash on hand and limited amount of debt and of course to your point a lot of those possible funny money acquisitions that could have happened have been taken off the table because we're we want to keep our cash and yeah, we're, we're, that's exactly we're going right. to batten down the hatches, as they say. So, yeah. How about your right. uh, predictions from last year? My predictions were almost as bad, and maybe worse. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know if you can be worse than mine. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I, I also realized how oddly safe they. And I remember last year going, "I'm going to make these really specific because." So I try and weasel out of them every year. And, and I realized after looking back at them, I was like, they're still pretty weaselly. So this year I'm going to make predictions that are really definitive and specific. So, oh, good. Uh, so I'm either going to be way more right or way more wrong because it's still a little weaselly here. I said content marketing uh, and content operations will merge in most businesses and become a uh, content operations. I, I would give myself a B on that because I think we've definitely seen it happening, but it's no one's out there except me talking about it. So it's, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, the, I, who was it that said the best way to create the, or to predict the future is to create it Well, I'm out there creating it. So, um, I think that's a little self-fulfilling and self, uh, serving, <laughs> yeah. I would say. But, uh, so there's that I said, uh, web 3.0 would stumble with security concerns, but then gets back on track for the latter part of the year. I give myself a B for the first part of that and then a C or an F for the latter part because it did not get back on track at all. Um, and it didn't really stumble for security concerns as much as it did for like, what the hell are we doing concerns? Um, then I said uh, a big tech, this is following on to your acquisition thing. I said a big tech brand will buy one of the big media brands. Uh, again, I'd give myself a D or an F on that because it just didn't happen. It just, it didn't really, it, I mean, I don't think restoration hardware counts in that in that, uh, in that scheme of things. And, That's right. I'm and I look back on that. some of our yeah, I look back on some of our news items that we covered about the acquisitions that did happen, and none of them were that big in terms of the acquisitions there. And then I said the the funny one um, again, not taking inflation into account. I said talent acquisition will be the number one priority for business. It's an it's a priority, but it definitely was not the number one priority, especially toward the latter half of the year when so many uh, layoffs started to happen in the tech sector, uh, and probably will continue into the new into the new year. And that's not necessarily a prediction; it's just you can see it happening. I mean, it's already starting to happen. The number of layoffs that are that are going on in that sector, and a number of my colleagues that I see that have either decided to move jobs or have been unfortunately forced to think about new jobs have said to me uh, directly that it's a bad time to be looking for work right now. It's not, it's, 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 it's a noisy and filled place full of uh, uh, a lot of candidates. So, you know, it's in, in, if you're in the tech sector and in marketing in specific, it's 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 a it's it's hard right now, and acknowledge that for sure. I've heard the same thing. I've talked to a number of my friends who are at B two B executive level positions, and every yeah. every one of them, every one of them to a T is talking about uh, we're we're laying off people. Yeah, and it's and it, and the interesting thing what I'm hearing is is that for those companies that are doing okay, because honestly, most of the companies that I'm speaking with are 
doing all right. And it's an acknowledgement that they actually, uh, right now anyway, as we record this at the very end of 2022, there's an acknowledgement that they need the talent. That there, it's not that they don't need it, and that they that they're. But there's an acknowledgement that we need the talent, but we've just got a hiring freeze. You know, some some of the bigger tech companies I've heard have a hiring freeze until February. Some of them have a hiring freeze until uh, beginning of March. Uh, so I think it's going to be January, February, and March are going to be a little struggly. Uh, but I I'm still, as I've said on this show before, I'm still pretty. I'm, you'll hear it in one of my predictions, but I'm still pretty confident that it's not going to be a horrible 2023. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive on the year. I, yeah, I don't have any uh, recession predictions, so I'm anxious to hear yours. But, but just as, as an overall, I, this is where the intels are born, this type of environment. We've talked about exactly. it many times. That's exactly if you right. double down now while everyone else is holding back, there's a huge opportunity. This, if, this goes for content creation as well. A lot yes. of a lot of the companies that are doing a lot of content creators, they're like, oh, maybe we should not do that. Maybe we should not do that. Maybe we should just hold tight. Well, now is your opportunity. Go for it. That's right. So that's right. All right, I'm excited. All right, you want to do this? Yeah, thing? let's let's go. Uh, well, do you want to go first, or shall I go first? I, I'm got, happy to go, go five first. each. I have um, I have five with a kicker, but they're they're small and Ooh, short. Five with a kicker. Five. All right. <laughs> <laughs> with a kicker. I'm trying. Well, all right, so I'm you, trying to so increase you, my odds that one of these will be correct. So all right. I, well, then let me go first. Since oh, wait a minute, hold on. You should go first. I'll go first. So that we, I got the. So that you got, got the kicker. kicker. Yeah. I got the kicker. Yeah. So uh, of course, I've been talking about this on every social platform and email and everything that I own. Uh, in 2023, I believe that something happens to TikTok. One of two things. It's either yep. sold, repackaged so it can stay functional in the United States. Or Okay, get specific. You got to you gotta tell me what's happening because I, I want us to be specific this year. Like, what's which one is it going to be? Well, my gut says it's, it's going to – okay. Uh, you want me to be specific? I'll be specific. I do. The talk – there's going to be a lot more talk about TikTok being banned, but then there's going to be a deal done where TikTok is able to continue to function as a U.S. company. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I believe it will still, it will not, that there be a TikTok U.S. version that has no ties in whatever way to the to Chinese-owned ByteDance. That's my prediction. Is that specific enough? Specific enough. Okay, that's that. So that's what I'm. I, I, you know, I've been calling for the banning of it just because the security concerns, privacy concerns, we're getting. Uh, you know, more feathers are being ruffled on both sides. Uh, U.S. and China are taking their stance, and and that's a big issue. I really do believe as as China looks at all U.S. social platforms as security issues, we are starting to do the same thing yeah. on our side. <clears throat> so I think you're right. I, 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 will, I will go as far as to say it will be banned for a bit, and then it may come back. Yeah. It may like come that. back as it, like at, at some point later in the year, but I think it's going to get fully banned. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So there. That's there number we go. one that's, for you. That's number one that I can be completely wrong yeah, on. There you go. Yeah. No. No. We're getting. I, I like it. We're getting specific here. All right. All so right. my first one uh, is all about acquisitions, um, and I'm going to say here's. So this is a big one. I'm going to say Netflix merges okay. with a current uh, another streaming platform. So it's going to merge with somebody, uh, and I don't know who. But I don't think I need to be specific there. Just, just Netflix will merge with somebody, and Disney will make a big acquisition in the space, uh, and especially I believe in the metaverse space. And I think it. I, if I'm specific, I, be, I believe it will be Roblox. Uh, but I Disney's going to make a big acquisition, and I believe it will well, be a metaverse. Disney buying Roblox makes a ton of sense for Disney. I mean, uh, just because. By, and by the way, yeah. they could integrate that in with their parks and with a number of other things that they do, and their and their streaming content. So that oh, makes exactly absolutely That's right. perfect sense. So That's right. I like this. I'd like the specificity yeah. this year. There you go. That's it. All right. Then then just 
Yeah, it's good, right? I mean, because now we can go back and really, like, at the end of uh, 2023, we can go and really settle okay. ourselves in. Um, so my number two here, I don't, man, I feel like I'm not specific enough with this, but but I'm gonna maybe maybe you can rein me in. Oh, I'll make you. Go. I'll I'll, okay. I'll press you. I'll okay. press you. Uh, I'll press I believe you. that because of what we're talking about with TikTok and because of what we're talking about with Twitter, by far the number one social platform in 2023 is LinkedIn. It's all the rage. Everyone's talking Ooh. about their LinkedIn strategies for 23. Yep. Is that specific enough? Yeah, okay. I think it's safe, but it's a but it's definitely specific. Yeah, it's enough. probably yeah. too safe. I got other ones it's that pretty, aren't. So yeah, we can we can. Yeah, no, I think that's I think, and I absolutely agree with that. I think LinkedIn is going to be the winner here of the social media wars. I was talking with uh, a group of investors actually this week, and one of the things that I talked about was if you look at the ecosystem forever, it's been Twitter, Facebook. Instagram uh, and LinkedIn are yeah. the sort of big ones, right? You know, Pinterest has kind of died, um, and others have sort of are secondary players. But really, if you look at Facebook, it's facing big headwinds, although probably undervalued as a stock, but facing big headwinds uh, because of TikTok. Same with Instagram. Twitter is obviously a circus. Uh, so LinkedIn has every opportunity to become the social network the for especially for those that are young in business and use social media to further business ideas linkedin is as is poised here for for truly becoming the standard i'm thinking too even for more specificity i think we see linkedin video just take off like crazy which is not being oh, used that much yeah absolutely very very yeah, small 100 percent. so I'm, we'll, we'll see where that goes all right all right, 100%. so that's my All right. number two. What do you got? There's your, there's your number two. My number two is that the privacy legislation uh, will pass the Congress, uh, and yet, as privacy legislation passes in Congress uh, this year, uh, I believe on a bipartisan basis, by the way, uh, I also believe that it will be watered down because of that, but uh, I believe that privacy legislation will get done in 2023, and yet... I believe that first-party data will become the primary focus of marketing. Uh, and basically, I believe lead generation is going to. If this, if 2022 was all about brand and reach and developing better uh, brands and differentiation uh, as a focus, I believe 2023, partly in due because of the economic situation, is going to be 100% focused on lead generation and building leads and first party data is going to become a huge primary focus in that. Hmm. Uh, I like it. It feels safe to me. It really does. Yeah. Even the, even the legislation passing, you think that's a little safe? I, I it's, it's, they've been talking about it for so long. I feel that something has to happen there. So I well, there's a bill. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it on the show. There's a bill in that is there that could be worked on, um, but it's uh, it, it's you know they've not been focused on it because they've been busy with this whole January sixth thing. But um, I think once that gets under the and you've got a new you've got the new Congress coming in, of course, um, in the lame duck session, it could get passed. That would happen very quickly, or later this year it could get it could get re resurrected and, and and done. I think it's going to get passed relatively quickly. Well, I, don't I you think TikTok is part of that? Does it, don't yes, you think that's all going to go together in a, a no I, security uh, privacy act? Uh, oh, that's a really interesting idea. I, I I don't. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll combine those two ideas. Uh, I think that I think that's one of the reasons I think it'll be bipartisan, and also the reason I think it'll be watered down somewhat. Yeah. I I don't think they'll get full support for both of those things. The reason why I think it's going to be together is because you got you got part of the the government that's really focused on this whole security thing, and you've got another part focused. There's there's a lot they're they're talking about the same types of things, but they're talking over each other. I think they get together right. and say, that's let's exactly just pass right. this thing. I'll I'll accept your thing on TikTok, and you accept my thing on privacy, and we'll go together on it. Yeah, maybe so. So yeah, you could see somebody uh, with a little vision. Which I know is a little bit of an oxymoron in Washington these days, but uh, yeah, somebody with a little vision could actually do do that and 
come up with a really interesting security privacy bill. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Good call. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I like there you it. Go. I like number it. three for you. So num- number three, it, it so it, it feels like a no brainer, but I, you are going to see more AI marketing software launches in 23 than you've ever seen before. It's going to be <laughs> AI. Like everything is going to be AI productized with AI, this it launching this, whatever we're like, I thought that 2022 Maybe the end of 2022 was the year of AI. My take is we haven't seen anything yet. It's going to really go big in 23. I think that the AI marketing conference is going to be huge, like our friend Paul Reitzer and uh, in his marketing AI event is going to be huge this year uh, because most marketers just don't know what they're doing in that area. They don't know what they should use it for. And so there's just a whole bunch of training that needs to happen. So you're going to see that training be supported by a ton of product launches uh, at the same time. So that's what I, that's what I think. hundred percent agreed with that. Um, It's interesting because I think it's going to become a very useful function in marketing, but not in the way that everybody's having a toxic freak out about it right now. I think to me, the more interesting thing for marketing and AI is not how it uses a learning model of the entire internet, kind of like we joked about at the beginning of the show, but how it uses a learning model constrained to the actual brand itself. The most interesting AI I've seen is when we train the model on our own corpus of content, right? The brand's corpus of content. So writing things like manuals or how-to guides or instructions for how to do something with a particular product, using the brand language, the tone, and everything that has already been established by, hopefully, in in many businesses, content strategists that have been in there working on this kind of stuff, training the model that way, I think, is so productive, right? Because so many marketing writers these days are, are saddled with writing FAQs and how-to guides and product manuals and how you know how to how to unbox a, uh, the product and how to uh, all of that stuff is a great application of where AI can can help freeing those marketers to then think about differentiating content. I think uh, yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. And then obviously there's the other aspect of it as well: the analytics, the data. Uh, mining and and in pattern recognition and a lot of the things that are happening in measurement but that i think will be huge as well yep yeah so yeah we'll we'll see well yeah yeah, so i'll 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 latch i'm going to jump forward with one because i have a related one okay uh my prediction is that google uh to be specific google will announce an ai detector and a content detector for both images as well as text and will update the search algorithm to deprecate AI created content. Wow. How about that. That's and that's when they announce that, it will have unintended consequences. In other words, they're gonna start deprecating stuff that was human created and there's gonna be a lot of false positives, and I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting to see. That's not coming for probably a while into the new year, but I think Google will announce some sort of AI content detector that will enable a tool where you can go and put in a piece of content and see if it's AI or not. So can I, can I add on to that real quickly? Sure. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. going to say, this is not a prediction. I'm going to mm. just adjust yours a little bit and say, it's okay. already doing that. It just hasn't announced it. Oh, that, yeah. It's already so. been yeah. in, it's in the, in the cake, if you will, uh, and, you may, and they're going you may to publicize right. it. So you're right. I think they're going to publicize it. We're going to say, we've been doing this for the last 12 months or something like that. Right. And it's terrible. The reviews, to your point, are going to be terrible because it's not going to work because they can't tell the difference anymore. That's right. That's right. It will. It, they're, the wars of AI detection versus AI creation are on. And I think very much like we've seen with deepfakes, uh, over the last year and a half, which isn't hasn't been terribly well covered, by the way, I thought, uh, where there are now deepfake detectors uh, in, in for videos that are being that are being leveraged, and Google, by the way, is 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 one of the leaders in this space. Uh, 
where that if that will become a thing, I think very similarly you'll see detectors for things like chat GPT or AI created text content as well. Interesting. I like that one. I like that one. It's going to get, it's just going to get so nuts. And I, it's going to get, we're going to get nuts in here. I I always (laughs) imagined that AI content could be as good or better than human content in in some ways, in some ways. I just didn't realize how easy it would be to get it. (laughs) He'd be like, boom, I'm going to click this button and oh, there it is. That's what I need for right now. Not not yeah, like well, great storytelling <clears throat> at this point, but for functional content purposes, it's pretty darn good. So that's the thing; it's going to be as good or as bad, right? Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. You know, I mean, using the learning model of let's be honest, the internet is stupid, right? The internet is it, it, when we look at the the entire corpus of the internet overall. You look at that bell curve in terms of the intelligence of the internet; it's pretty stupid. Um, and so, I mean, as evidenced by the fact that it thinks your favorite color is blue yeah. and th- th- it could not be more obvious if you did image pattern searching, if you looked at every single image of you, plus what you have explicitly stated on bios, literally down to my favorite color is orange. You know, it just, the, it's not good yet, and it and it may get better, but it because it uses the internet as its learning model, it's never going to be. It 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 will only be as smart as the internet, right? Which honestly isn't that smart. It's scary that we might all just become more dumb as a community because we just accept the very confident nature that's why I th- that AI that, is yeah. spitting out this content. We're just like, well, because I told you, what was it, a couple episodes ago, I said, who coined the term content marketing? And they got it wrong twice. Right. So like, it's not that hard to find out this information, but... That's right. But again, that's I right. guess... Well, which is why I think constrained learning models will be much more interesting for AI than the open learning models. In other words, niche applications of AI for things like healthcare or things like uh, looking at very constrained corpuses of content for the learning model curated by humans will be, will be, I think, much more interesting. So you'll, I think what you'll start to see is verticalized AI engines that start to look at things like medical libraries or uh, legal, legal precedent, right? You know, that how to, how to look through a huge database of legal decisions to find the ones that are most applicable to your particular case. Um, those kinds of things will become really fascinating. I think. Fascinating. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah. You want to hear my next one? I do. Okay. I absolutely do. This is regarding content acquisitions. We've done this many times, but I'm going to be specific when I say this, the first six months, nothing happens. We're going to hear pin drop. There's going to be, but then it's going to get huge at the second half. And you're going to see three to six major content acquisitions from larger brands of media companies. So nothing in the <laughs> first six months. One of these years months, you're going to be right on this. One of these years you're going to be right Nothing in the first six months. And yeah. the next six months is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy time. Yeah. It is. It's going to be. <laughs> I think that's I think that's true, especially for the ad supported models. I think you're I think you're going to see a lot of uh, consolidation in that market, it is, and, and you may see a lot of brands acquire these things. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be nuts, crazy town. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Unlike unlike Apple buying Disney, uh, this one that you've made every year for the last ten years, it actually might come true this oh, year. It's happening, sweetheart. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> All right. What's your what's your fourth it's one? Happening. <laughs> uh, my fourth one is I'll go back to the one I skipped over, which is about the recession. I do believe the recession will hit uh, in early 2023, but I also believe it will be very mild and mostly focused on the tech sector. I, I it's hard not to agree with that. Although I would say that we are already in the theoretical recession period, and we're we're on our way out. So, well, that's what I, I mean, mean right? I mean, thing, you know, right? I mean, that's maybe that's the same. Maybe we're saying the same thing, right? Is I think we are on our way out, and I think we'll start to see some easing on the interest rates, and I think we're going to start to see a return to growth by mid-year. Uh, and I think it'll be, 
I think it'll, I think in the rear view mirror, we'll see. I mean, this is specific, right? Uh, we'll see how we see how well we do with this in the rear view mirror come November, December of, of next year, we will look at 2023 as the beginning of a gro- of, of a growth period. Yeah, I could see that. What's, yeah. what's interesting is right now the fed, the feds are just trying to hammer on consumer spending and they're doing a really sure. good job. If you see how's, yeah, that's right. know, housing sales yep. have been down whatever, seven, eight months in a row now, interest rates yep. are up. Uh, obviously we've, we're seeing pricing, people are spending less. I'm hearing more stories about less Christmas presents purchased and all that kind of stuff. So, so that, but what we haven't seen that we mostly see in, in normal recessionary periods is corporate earnings aren't very good. Well, corporate earnings are amazing right now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting that this this shouldn't go that deep because uh, corporate America, cor- actually corporations around the world right now, pretty much are doing okay. Yeah. So it'll, that's right. It, it should be it should be quick or already out of it as we go. I I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree. All right. So what did I I talked about the huge. So I have two more. Yeah, I have one more. Okay. Good. Um. So. Uh, this I'm telling a little story around tokenization because I got to talk about Web3 a little bit. St- Starbucks, Nike, and other brands are, you're going to see a lot of success stories happen from what they're doing in tokenization. And that la- leads into a lot of really interesting experiments happening on the corporate side. You're going to see some of these launch at the end of 23. You're going to see a lot of success, uh, and, and you're going to see the commentary and the stories change about. Web3 and brands getting involved in, in tokenized strategies. Along with that, you're going to see some of the bellwether NFTs like CryptoPunks and Bored Apes double or triple at the end of the year Ooh, in value. Wow, that's specific. And that's, that's specific. going to lead into a resurgence of crypto at the end of 23 and into 24. And that will lead right into the having. And if you, pe- people don't know about the having is every four years, um, b- the b- Bitcoin rate of what it gives out to miners halves, uh, which basically means there's less supply out there, at, or at least at that kind of a rate. And generally what that leads to is a boom in Bitcoin pricing and then other cryptos, uh, cryptocurrencies will follow that model. So I think Bitcoin and ETH will be off. At, at, I don't think it's going to be anything recent, but I think by the end of 23 and into 24, you're going to see starting into not boom times, but but people are going to be feeling really good about the crypto markets about that that time. But NFT, okay. the NF, NFTs are going to lead the way. You're going to see that happen first. And when that happens, then you'll that'll tell, hey, we're going to see this happen in Bitcoin and ETH. So That's really interesting. So, All right. Who knows? I've been wrong before. Like very recently. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. I think it, I mean, I I think a lot of these have to do with each other, right? I mean, a a lot of what you're talking about with NFTs, I think in, in many ways is driven by how shallow the dip is in for the recession, right? You know, and so how quickly we come out of it, I think drives a lot of what we, uh, what we'll see in that, in that market space, because it is such discretionary spending, right? I mean, that's what, it really looks like is is I know it's in technically investing, but it's really, you know, spending on uh, collectibles and art and the creations there. And hope is very speculative, so it looks a little more like spending than it does investing. Well, I think the I use think cases really are important. I think that because be, the use case of Bitcoin, uh, especially as the you know a digital version of gold, but that it's being used by more and more as as money. In a lot of different countries, and then ETH, of course, is in my you know right now. If you look at it, it is the currency of the internet uh, from a digital currency standpoint, outside of just dollars. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it, it th- those things are growing. You got more users than ever before. The monetary value, the money value of that, is down because the values of those things are down, but the usage is up. And so you see more and more people own Bitcoin right now that's ever happened before. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as more people use it, it's just going to become part of what we do. And and I guess that you know leads into, I mean, I guess I'm thinking about this whole package. What will really accelerate that is Apple and Google into Apple Pay and Google Pay will integrate some kind of a digital wallet functionality so that everyone, and I don't know if I'll like that, but it's because it's going to be tied to your phone. 
But in a lot of cases, they're going to bring it to the mass market and just say, oh, you can easily hold your crypto in your Apple wallet or your Google wallet. What do you think about the prediction I've heard from a couple of people that say that that's what Elon's going to do with Twitter is turn it into a payment system where Dogecoin is actually the the digital coin of choice? Oh, geez. I think that it's going – I think that – I think I talked about it maybe four episodes ago. I thought that it could really be a payments platform, and that's what they're setting it up for because we know that advertising is not going to be the the monetary source of income for Twitter. There's no way. They've lost they've lost their advertising base, and they're right. not going to get it back with the way that Elon's running that. So I think it's got to be some other business model. So if you're putting it into, hey, what's the most likely? Some kind of a digital payments slash cryptocurrency payments platform makes a lot of sense. So if you said, oh, yeah, your Twitter account now is your Twitter wallet, I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah. So Yeah. I, I, but I don't know I, about Dogecoin. I just yeah. Well, I struggle with the trust aspect there because he's 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 even with the people who are staying on Twitter and and are still using it. I think if you ask them if they t- would trust Twitter with their money as a wallet, I I think you'd probably get a pretty low number on that. Yeah. I who knows? I can't even yeah. keep track of what what that person <laughs> is trying to do. <laughs> what that person is trying to do <laughs> i can't even keep track all right you have you have one more do. and i have i a, do have, I one have a little more. one okay yeah you have a kicker um so my my last one is that uh in early to mid 2023 uh apple introduces a vr headset uh but it's not for you in other words it's so expensive it's going to be great i think it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be very functional and interesting, and it's going to be so expensive that it's definitely, you know, a a luxury item or a B two B item only. Uh, and I think that is the entree for it to introduce a lower priced version in twenty four, a con- a more consumerized version in twenty four. Oh, I like your first part. I don't know about the second. I th- I think the yeah. luxury aspect of it is all Apple. And I think they want to Absolutely, keep it luxury, 100%. and they want people who can't afford it to to spend as much money as they can on it. That's right. I think, and that's what I mean. It's a it's a it's a luxury. It will be a high end, very luxury item. Uh, and worth it or not, we'll see if the technology is there and whether the content is there or not. Uh, but I think it becomes a luxury item, and then in twenty four. It, it allows them to introduce the quote unquote SE model. Uh, it's classic disruption, right? It's classic tech disruption is, is you build the, the luxury piece first and then you consumerize the, the you know, bring it down into yeah. price. Um, and so I think that's, I think that's the strategy for that. And, and that will coincide, I think in 24, when they finally introduce the, the car, Apple car. Oh, I was going to ask you, but that's what I was wondering if Apple Car was a twenty three or a twenty four. I think they keep pu- they keep pushing it back. Yeah, that I've, the research I've done on it, they keep pushing it. They keep pushing the car back. Um, I've heard now twenty five or twenty six. Actually, I don't um, think that's they, a bad thing because Tesla, no, no. Tesla, especially in the electronic car category, Tesla's going to get beaten up over the next twelve months because every other car manufacturer is launching some kind of an electric version. And even though Tesla has the market share. You now have many choices for your electronic right. car, and you, they're all good choices in a lot of cases. They are, they are all good. And choices. And then, so there's yeah. going to be all this diversification of electronic car, and then Apple can come out with their beautiful thing that runs on oh, rails or whatever it does. That's right. That's right. So. It'll be it'll be some self. I, my understanding is is that the self driving aspect of it is what you know is what will is what is delaying it, and is also probably what will differentiate it are some of the automation features that it'll have all right so you want to hear my kicker yeah okay, i so want to hear your kicker here's the, so this is the, this is also about apple so if you if you've been to apple headquarters you realize that their visitor center is just it's depressing because it really isn't a thing they announce in 23 that they are they about this new concept i don't know what i'm going to call it apple land it's going to be apple land it's going to be something where people can descend upon Apple land 
and and take the Apple Store to the next level. So it'll be an Apple Store on steroids <laughs> for people that Apple absolutely land. love. And so you'll be able to immerse yourself in new technology, try the Apple car, go on the Apple ride, whatever it is. You're just going to start with one. It's probably going to be in California, uh, but you could see one ultimately in Orlando. I would, I would think that that would be a thing. Uh, and toward the end, along with that, toward the end of 23, you're going to see... Um, Apple corporate start buying a lot of Disney stock because in 24, there's going to be a hostile takeover uh, and Apple's, yeah. <laughs> Apple's we going go. to buy Disney. There we go. There we go. There we go. It took, I, it took exactly 45 minutes to get to that, wanted, but it, it finally. I want that on it. my gravestone. He predicted <laughs> Apple to buy Disney. It still hasn't happened yet. It's not going to happen. Uh, stop trying to make oh, Fetch happen. Fetch is not gonna I'm going to keep happen. extending it out. And by the way, I don't know if you've looked, but Disney has gotten hit so hard from a market cap standpoint. Huge. It, it would be quite reasonable buy for Apple yeah. to, to purchase it. I'm just saying. Yeah. They, they not yeah. Right not a financial advice show, folks. But yeah, it's Apple and, and by the way, Meta right now. Oh, Meta. Both. Oh, man. I, yeah. yeah, again, not financial advice. Meta is a great an excellent buy in my opinion uh and we think we talked about a couple weeks ago if tiktok does get banned you know that helps microsoft and google and meta big time yeah so 100 percent. well that was fun that was yeah that was, that was really fun another 11 yeah, i like 11 predictions that will be completely 11 predictions for, wrong. yeah for yeah well and we'll see at the end of 2023 if we were right or wrong or giving ourselves a grade. And I, I like that we were specific about these things, naming companies and all of that. Because we can even to, be more wrong then. We can, exactly. That's, I mean, that's the thing. So your best bet is to do, is to basically bet on the opposite of everything we said happening. <laughs> so that gives you your advice for where to put your money, your attention, your time in the coming years, the opposite of what Joe and Robert Do you know said. who Mike Greenberg is from, you know, the old Mike and Mike show on ESPN? Yeah. And the whole thing? Absolutely. I don't yeah, know if course. this was earlier in the year, but basically started the year like 0 and 14 on, on NFL predictions and then realized that uh, he was wrong on everything. So the next week he went through the whole justification of four games and said why he thought these four teams were going to win, but he then picked the other team. And he went four and zero that week. <laughs> That's gotta like. There us. you go. <laughs> Just go there the other go. way. Here, well, here, I got I got one for you before we before we wrap up here. Right. Uh, in this time next year, so this would be December uh, as we record this, December twenty ninth. Uh, so just I mean two days prior to the end of the year. What is the Browns' record? And I'll give you the Cowboys' record. What is the Browns' record in the at the end of December in 2023 okay i will do this right now uh how many games is that so right now there's so that would be f 15 games 15 games uh yeah. yes 15 that's games. right yeah that's right yeah that's right next year browns are yep. 10 and 5 Ooh, bold it's a bold strategy bold strategy that works out how about me. your how about your cowboys uh i'm going for next year will be Nine and six. Okay. Still in playoff contention, probably second in the division at that That's point right. or something like that. The reason why I really be I believe you're going to see a couple more free agent acquisitions for the Browns going into next year. They're going to have to shore up the offensive line. They've had some injuries there. The, the big reason is they have about a three-year timetable with Deshaun Watson. They're all in. Yep. They already said they're all in. They spent $200 sure. million dollars yep. all in. So they know that right now they, they have to go and get their Super Bowl now. Team. So that's why yeah. they're going to invest even more than they have. So some really interesting signings are going to happen in the offseason here for the Browns. Maybe OBJ. Maybe you'll get. Maybe you'll be back in the OBJ. Uh, to do what? <laughs> to <Sweet> play? <laughs> <laughs> to actually be well, on like the everybody's field? everybody's... Yeah, it seems uh, it seems like everybody is uh, in the Odell Beckham yeah, Jr. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I would love to see uh, him get back out there, but I just don't know about that injury. So we no. will, we will yeah. see. So I think we might see him with the Giants next year. Is where we is where we might see him. Who knows? Yeah, or at maybe not, maybe not at all. I think he may have he, he may have spoiled his chances by not 
by not playing this year. I think he may have he may I disagree with the strategy that he's taking, which is to sit out playoffs uh, in order to uh, make himself fresh and available for the new season next year. Uh, which is what I think all this was, by the way. I think the whole hype around him coming back was all theater to get everybody all flustered uh, and raise his stock value for uh, a multi-year deal in the offseason. Because I just don't think he wants to pick. I don't think he wants to pick who the winner is going to be. Because if he could pick the winner, then he would pick the winner and, and, and do it. But I think he's struggling to pick the winner, and I think he's trying to... And I think it's a flawed strategy for sure. Okay. I don't. I don't. I think this decreases his value in the open market. I think. I don't think it increases it. He's never we'll never been right. one for the best decision making process. No, that is so, correct. I mean, the best yeah. decision he ever made was going to the Rams. Uh, I mean, that worked out wonderful for it him. It worked great for Except him. Yeah, for it worked great for him. But other than that, it yeah, <laughs> aside from the, the ring. aside from this season ending <laughs> injury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, happy yeah. new year, my friend. It's been a, a wonderful happy year, year again. You. Uh, it has, we've, of course. We've had, we've had some really good shenanigans on the show, so we will continue into the next year. We will absolutely continue into the next year, and happy new year to all of you. We hope you have a wonderful, joyful, blessed uh, New Year's Eve. And, well, of course, we're going to see you again next week in 2023. And until then, remember, it's your story to tell. Tell it well. See you next year on This Old Marketing.